Just for you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome in to this Thursday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Puig, Colin McLaughlin, and Avery Newport back on the show two days in a row. And your second to last day being on the show. Avery, how's it feel? Oh, man, it's... uh. I don't know. It's very bittersweet, you know. I've uh, I was saying it yesterday, Spencer, when you were when you were out that um, I've enjoyed my time here and I've got to learn a lot and make some great friends and everything. So it's very bittersweet. It's 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 exciting to start a new chapter as a graduate student at Maryland, but it's also you know disappointing to you know doing that fancy stuff in grad school. Yeah, you know, I I've really enjoyed my time here, so I'll I'll miss you guys and I'll I'll miss being here, but. It's a new opportunity. Very excited to uh, see where it goes. So. Colin will miss you. I know. You know. You're this already going to make me cry. This I, is our last I, show I was together. wrong yesterday. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize you were coming in today. This I said yesterday was going to be our last show together in yeah. person. Oh, no, but, it's your last show today with him. Today is. Yes, yeah. it's your last show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now I am going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Nick, uh, I took the day off yesterday. Nick took the day off today. Colin's out tomorrow through the weekend. Uh, I'm just filling in for everybody. This we're week. on to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, you're, you're literally filling Cincinnati. in for all, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You're filling in for one of the three of us. Yeah, which is kind of the funny, backup actually. quarterback, man. I'll take it. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get into some sports news today, let me find it. Uh, Jefferson, I believe, little league. Uh, it's maybe junior league. Uh, we got this message in. Uh, let me double check. Yes, the Junior League All-Stars, they advanced the championship game in the state with a 10-2 victory over St. Albans. Seven Dupree went five and two-thirds innings. Liam Haley went one and one-third innings. They threw a combined no-hitter. Dayton Stobbs went three for four with three RBIs to lead the offensive attack. St. Albans will play Logan tomorrow at six. Today at six, excuse me. In the loser bracket final, they will meet the winner of that game at 8 p.m. for the state championship, and then they'd go on to the Junior League Regional, uh, the Southeast Regional, I believe. But congrats Good for to them. the Jefferson All-Star team as they make their way potentially to be the Junior League All-Star team to be state champions. That's a big win, too, 10-2. to two. That's you know, And a combined no-hitter. Yeah. So either a couple errors or just too many walks that allowed those two runs, but nonetheless a uh, – Great game for them, and hopefully they have another one today. Yeah, hopefully they do as well. Again, 8 p.m. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow on the show as well, getting that information late last night, uh, thanks to a family member there of one of the players on that team for sending that to us. Because, again, we can't see everything. We don't get, you know, we don't get everything notified of what's going on. So uh, thanks to everybody for sending us information uh, to be able to talk about it on the air. Uh, we'll talk here. Uh, we got a lot to get into today. A uh, few minutes, we'll be joined by Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager Trip Tobin. They got a victory over Bridgeport yesterday, a comeback victory. I believe they were down one nothing, getting no hit for a majority of the ball game. We'll talk to Trip Tobin as they, I believe, are in the state semifinal. 
It's a little weird bracket. They do it differently. This is they were supposed to play today at one, I thought, uh, but things are a little different with different teams still being in the mix. Not exactly sure how that works. Maybe we'll ask him about that. And then at twelve thirty, we'll be joined again. Was it a week later? Almost. I guess he was on last yeah. Friday. Kevin Jones of Best Virginia as they advanced to the tournament quarterfinal after getting a big victory last night he gets the last second basket or the last basket in the elam ending the slingshot as they call about to it say you can't say last second because there's no clock <laughs> I, yeah. I know i realize that i <laughs> uh, will talk to him about that and then later in the show we got some breaking commanders news kind of i guess i mean it's definitely shocking it's kind of shocking uh but yeah and uh dan snyder is supposed to be t- testifying in front of the house oversight committee today Found out this morning that it indeed is not being broadcast live. Boo. And I don't know if that's maybe the oversight committee saying maybe we'll get more out of it. No. Uh, or I don't that's know. What maybe it was think, part of the re- maybe it was part of the request from Dan Snyder's lawyer. I mean, who knows? But uh, that first one was public, and it was live on the air. Uh, but before the first we, one being Roger Goodell. Yeah, the first one being Roger Goodell, and then uh, the interesting thing that led through all that being asked questions that weren't even in regards to the situation uh but before we uh hit this break and talk to trip tobin just want to announce we will be doing uh, a special i guess it's kind of an inside training camp epac football for all the teams hopefully we're still waiting to get in here back from one of the coaches uh but it's going to be styled more as a tv show that will air on the uh we're on tv 10 locally on comcast channel 10 that'll air uh Hopefully, we'll air them every night uh, leading up to the start of the football season, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, as we'll have a game on the 25th. That is Hedgesville versus Washington in the 26th with Martinsburg's home opener versus Salem. Uh, but we're going to do something pretty cool. I'm going to try to get something out of radio for it, potentially. It's just got to see how it's going to work, but it's more of a TV thing. It'll be on TV 10 and on our YouTube page. Basically, we're going to go there during their uh, second or third week of camp. We can't do it next week due to the youth fair, which is when they open camp, which is probably good because we'll get a week into practice and things you'll get some you know, better things than just the first week of basically tryouts. Um, but we're going to do a kind of like a game or season preview type show where we're going to talk with coaches and players from each team, hopefully in the EPAC and uh, kind of, we're trying to work on this right now. Don't know how it's going to come out a mic'd up segment with the coaches that uh, could be pretty cool, Colin. Yeah. As long as they keep it PG. That's why it's always the pre-tape show. And it's going to be not a lot of at uh, what level it may be, but I think they'll be uh, able to behave themselves and looking forward to what this uh, becomes. We haven't done it before for TV 10 and looking forward to seeing how each team uh, looks practice wise and, you guys will get to see it on air on YouTube and TV 10 to get yourself ready to go that final week without football. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, we're doing it, uh, pre-taping everything. So we won't do anything live. There may be a time when we're going to go out and do a live show from there. Uh, it just depends on these practices, getting these schedules. They all seem to be times that we're not on the air. So potentially that could be, and then we'll add in the other parts later, but it's going to be a pre-taped show that we'll kind of edit and put together, which will be nice. Uh, for the uh, the TV side of things, kind of making everything cohesive. But uh, just wanted to kind of announce that because we kind of had this idea last year, kind of put the idea through and around a little bit, but we we're still trying to get the show off the ground and get ready for high school football season as it, you know, we basically just started uh, back a year ago to, uh, you know, a year ago in July. 
Uh, but just wanted to announce that we'll be doing something kind of pretty cool, and uh, hopefully it comes out well. Uh, it's kind of going to be a test run to see if we can do it for years to come. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll live to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager Trip Tobin as they, I believe, in the state semifinal. Talk to him next after this two-minute break. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Apologies there. We had some technical difficulties for a moment, uh, but we're back on the show. We're now joined live by the manager of the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets as they get ready to do battle with the host team. Dang it. I'm, I'm having a bad day today. All right, welcome back to this edition of the show. Sorry, having some technical difficulties. Uh, we're now joined by the manager for the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets as they survived in advance yesterday over the Bridgeport Post 68 team. They're now in what looks to be the uh, state semifinals of the American Legion Tournament up in Morgantown, facing Morgantown today. And uh, Trip Tobin, how are you doing today, Trip? Doing good. And you guys, uh, unfortunately, fell in game one on Tuesday, but yesterday a big comeback victory for you all. Yeah, yesterday was a tough one. I mean, you know, McDougal pitches for uh, Bridgeport. Everybody around the state knows, you know, what he's capable of doing. You know, he pitched in the state tournament game against Hurricane, held them down. You know, his pitch count was up, but extremely good left-handed pitcher that can, um, you know, that can shut down the best of them. And now you guys get to uh, move on today and uh, that comeback win yesterday uh, with a walk-off. Colin Reed, who was uh, hot in game one as well, even in that loss with uh, two doubles. Just talk about his performance so far during this uh, state tournament. Yeah, Colin's just been, you know, he's certainly been one of our hottest bats all summer. Um, even though he's batting a little bit of a knee injury, he's fought through it. He's, a, he's just a young man who has great at-bats. Yesterday he had a... Um, a tremendous uh, two-strike at bat that he ended up fouling off multiple pitches, and ultimately it uh, it, it pretty much put a dagger in McDougal's day. Um, he came into that inning, I think, with 80-some pitches, and I think he worked nearly a double-digit you know, pitch at bat, which ran his pitch count up and kind of got him out of there, which was a key to us, uh, you know, ultimately get, getting the victory, getting him, you know, getting – to their next pitcher so but uh you know as far as hitting the balls hit the ball in the nose um yesterday you know the brakes weren't going our way you got a leadoff guy on he hit the line drive as hard as you can hit it right back to the pitcher who has to protect himself and we get doubled off there and just he, he's just very productive uh with the bat even when he and when he makes outs you know hits the ball hard and does what he needs to do uh to, to have good quality at bats Hey, Tripp, let's talk about Braden Stottlemyre's performance on the mound yesterday. Eight strikeouts for him, only one unearned run uh, tacked on to his uh, score from yesterday. So just talk about his performance and how he was able to help the team win. You know, Braden's come a long way. You know, he was on the team at Washington that was kind of senior laden and they had a lot of expectations and you know they had to deal with some adversity and some failure there and uh yeah it's tough to do when when you have that kind of talent but uh, you know he's fitting in with this group really well and uh you know his mound presence has really has really just you know 
become so much better over the summer and uh, been, you know, he's a great teammate. But um, what he did yesterday to that Bridgeport team, you know, not a lot of kids in the state can do that. He threw the ball, you know, mid-80s up to 86 a couple of times, worked his curveball in. He got hooked up with the umpire. Um, his strike zone's a little tight up here. And, uh, you know, we made a couple little errors, throwing errors behind him, and he didn't, uh, you know, he, he didn't falter. He just kept fighting and give us ultimately the chance to win. He got the no decision because we weren't able to close it out there. But, um, you know, if without his performance on the mound, we, we don't get that victory yesterday. It was just a tremendous outing. Him and Myers both, you know, threw really well. Once Myers settled in on day one with the strike zone, and, you know, he got himself into a couple little issues, you know, on his own. But, he's, you know, he's striking out guys with – Two outs were on his own scoring position. He was he was digging down deep, and just a tremendous job by both of those guys to um, give us opportunities to win. Um, just need to hit the ball a little better for those guys, give them a little more run support. And you know, you talk about uh, the resilience of your team. You've talked about multiple times this year. Go down one nothing on an unearned run there for Stoudemire in the third inning, and uh, in the fifth and sixth, able to put up three runs to take a three to one lead, and then give up two in that seventh inning and one in the ninth inning, but you guys able to walk it off. What does that say about the resiliency of your team, knowing it was win or go home? Well, in the end of the dugout, they, they didn't want to go home. You know, they wanted to they wanted to keep playing. And, uh, you know, same way with the Parkersburg game. I think the light, the switch kind of turned there after they got down three or four nothing, and all of a sudden they could see, you know, um, you know, a loss coming. And you could see, you know, our bats picked up and our, you know, double, double, single. Uh, we got all of our hits kind of in that one inning. So, Yesterday, instead of waiting until the fourth or fifth inning, uh, they were ready to play elimination baseball from from the first inning on. Now they can they can see you know an opportunity to back their way into the uh, championship Friday, and we're still pretty good with arms. So um, you know the guys are, are upbeat. They're not they're not uh, upset about uh, you know they're not dwelling on mistakes or um, you know past losses. They're just we're going to play pitch the very we're going to play the most important pitch, and that's the next pitch every inning. And looking forward to today, you all take on Morgantown Post 2 at 4 p.m. Having just faced them there the final weekend of the regular season, do you think that will help you guys going into this ballgame? I mean, you went 1-1 against them, uh, but able to Mm -hmm. score a total of 15 runs and give up just six between those two games. Uh, How do you think the familiarity there will be, I guess, could be bad or could be good for your team? Well, I think it's good. I mean, we've got an opportunity to to get a book on some of their hitters. Um, we've been watching this week as well, and uh, I feel like we match up pretty well with them. You know, we got Dylan Stevens and Chase Herndon, both um, you know starters that are eligible. Um, you know, Ruest and Bohr are, are still there. Reed still has you know still available. Of course, Jack and Kamey have both pitched in their careers. Um, you know, Bub has pitched a little bit, so we feel like that we're the deepest when it comes to pitch, you know, pitching. So hopefully we can outlast a couple of these teams and now last uh, Morgantown, take what we know about some of their hitters with Forbes and Cannell and Montague and some of those guys and use it to our advantage. Tripp, can you uh, just quickly explain to us uh, how this bracket for the state tournament is uh, <laughs> set up? Mm-hmm. So you got a six man, uh, you got a, which is an odd number. For, you know, usually you go four or eight, works out perfectly even to a losers bracket in a winners bracket. But this is a six man NCAA no buys tournament. So day one, you're going to have three winners and three losers. So a loser would have to play a winner if there's no buys. Um, the, the bracket changes is when those one loss teams play the no loss teams, and then the no loss team loses. 
because um, if the one loss team loses, they get eliminated, so the bracket would eliminate them. But if they don't get eliminated, the bracket has to make room for the new one loss team. Does that make sense? <laughs> so after day one, you could either eliminate, you could have eliminated two teams. If if um, Morgantown would have lost yesterday, they'd have been eliminated, and we'd have been down to four teams. But of course, they won. So now we have five teams after six games uh, after two days. So today we will play, and somebody will be eliminated from us in Morgantown. Someone's going to get eliminated at the one o'clock game, and then someone's going to play. The one o'clock winner's going to play a no-loss South Charleston team. So South Charleston could could eliminate them, and then we could be have to beat South Charleston twice tomorrow. Should we beat Morgantown? If South Charleston loses, that'll give them one loss, and that'll push a team up. Uh, you know, to wait on us to play South Charleston should we win. So the bracket changes when no-loss teams lose to a one-loss team. Uh, you always have to have a place for that team to go um, um, if they, you know, if they're not eliminated. So it's kind of weird. Three different scenarios is really all it is, but it is confusing at times. And thanks for the clarification on that. I was really confused when I was texting you yesterday. Uh, but who you guys got starting on the mound for you today? Well, yeah, I mean, I think we're certainly looking hard at Dylan and um, Herndon Dylan threw a few pitches, so we're going to check on him. And he played third base yesterday, had a few plays there, and uh, see how he slept, see how he feels. Um, you know, if he's ready to go, probably Dylan. Um, you know, I think Herndon matches up well with him as well, being the lefty and have a few lefties there. So, you know, we'll feel those guys out. We'll make a game-time decision there. But I think one of, it's going to be one of those two guys. And uh, I think Reed and Bohr and Ruest are certainly capable of – either long relieving or, you know, closing. And um, tomorrow we'll get Baden Hartman back. He only threw 45 yesterday. So, you know, we're going to need to win two games tomorrow. She'll be win tonight. So hopefully we can uh, – our starter can go deep in the game. And that will be the decision. You know, if, if either one of those guys are feeling a little bit off, we'll probably go with the other one because the trick today is to go – you know, not to um, – is only to lose one guy for tomorrow. We need somebody that can go deep and uh you know go deep into the game and because once they go 31 pitches they're no, they're basically done for the tournament because you know you don't after 30, 31 you need a day's rest and the tournament ends tomorrow so anybody who hits the, the magic 31 you know we need them to go all the way to save as many arms as possible all right trip not a question but good best of luck today and uh it is one avery newport's second to last day on the air with us as he gets ready to head to grad school and i had invited you on the final show but there's a chance you'll be playing a game during the or getting ready for a game during the final show so avery is here today and it could be your last words with avery newport well you know avery you know when you hit it big remember me you know because i know you've got the you certainly got the body for for radio and you got the voice for it so when you hit it big remember Remember who said you were going to make it big and who said you were the best sportscaster in the area when I first met you. That's right, Tripp. Thank you for the kind words and uh I'll I'll we'll we'll keep in touch, you know. I'll 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 remember. He'll all be the... up in the panhandle. Oh yeah. Bit. Don't you mm-hmm. don't you worry. All right, Tripp. Well, he's, he's in my contact list as best sportscaster Avery. That's right. That? <laughs> all right, Tripp. Best of luck today. Thanks for the time. All right, thanks. Bye. That was Trip Tobin, manager of the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets. They're playing Morgantown Post 2 today. Uh, what looks like possibly the semifinal, but it, they could possibly have to play three more games if they have if they win them all to win the state championship. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part 
by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinet and Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living. It is family-owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll hear from Kevin Jones of Best Virginia. But if you want to watch that Morgantown-Berkeley Post 14 game, you can go to MorgantownPost2.com for the stream information. We'll be back in two minutes with Kevin Jones of Best Virginia as they go on to the tournament semifinals. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Staten, oh, lost the basketball. Got it back, though. Jones in the lane! And the West Virginia Hall of Famer with the slingshot to send them to the quarterfinals at Dayton. A seventh ticket punched here at Charleston. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. I guess it's synonymous. Had to throw that in there. Uh, I knew this song would grow on you, yeah. Spencer. Hey, I like the song. I'm just, you know, being an outsider, went to a different school, that's all it was. Nothing against anybody. Well, you went to a school in West Virginia. Yeah, but right? I didn't go to this school, yeah. I guess you would say. Fair. Uh, but uh, that you heard the Elam ending winner from Kevin Jones of Best Virginia last night as they are on to the tournament semifinals and Dayton. They're facing the Dayton alumni team. We're now joined on the program by Kevin Jones of West Virginia, and I bet you'll hear that highlight call forever and it'll never get old. Yeah, no, definitely not. That was a uh, special moment for me and definitely for the team to be able to get out of, the, uh, out of our region. So, uh, yeah, we're excited about the, the next step. And when we had you on last Friday, we were talking about the potential of an in-state matchup with Best Virginia, and uh, I think that kind of brought everything everybody wanted. The the Charleston Coliseum was loud and proud with a you know good portion of each fans. You guys able to get the victory there, uh, but uh, what does it mean kind of to have both teams there in one place playing each other in a game that really hasn't been played in what ten years, nine nine maybe eight years? But uh, everybody was there, and it probably was the sellout of the tournament. Yeah, for sure. I think they said something about it was the uh, fifth highest attendance in CBT history, so that was very special for us, that in-state rivalry. We know the fans love it. Um, I said before that we, we have um, we've grown bonds with guys from that team, so it's not as personal for us, but it's, it's a great thing for the fans, so I'm, I'm happy that they got to see that matchup. Kevin Collin here. Thank you for uh, joining us here today, and congrats on last night's win. I want to talk about the shot there at the end of the game the Elam ender that you had just walk us through uh what's going through your head during that shot and then the emotions afterwards yeah well we knew that they had a small lineup so I was just trying to do whatever I can to make myself present uh make myself a force inside so Wani was dribbling the ball trying to uh iso and he lost it and uh Jermaine came and um got the ball from him and he had the he seen me the guy on my back and that was the kind of thing that we talked about in timeout, just trying to find a, a better shot than we were taking at before. So that that was one of the things I've been working on since uh, you know since I started playing that hook shot. So I got I got found in my sweet spot, and um, and it rest is history. Hi, Kevin. This is Avery Newport. Um, you guys have advanced past. You've won your regional. How does it feel now to go as far as you guys have gone? What has it been like? Uh, for your team this year to to go on this journey and to to go farther than you've ever gone before. 
Yeah, I was saying last night, uh, we keep leveling up in the tournament. Uh, first, first year, we only won one game. Last year, we won two games. This year, we're uh, making it out of the region, going to Dayton. So it's been a it's been a fun journey, and seeing how much we progress as um, as best Virginia is, is definitely great to see. And I'm looking forward to going even further. You know, the journey doesn't stop here. We uh, we got a bigger goal in mind. And the quarter, or excuse me, the tournament quarterfinals tomorrow night for you guys, 9 p.m. You can watch. Everybody can watch that on ESPN proper. Facing Red Scare, the Dayton alumni team, going to be a home crowd for them. Uh, what is it going to take for you guys to get a victory tomorrow night? Uh, obviously, it's, it's going to be a, they're going to have their home crowd out, and uh, it's a hostile place to play. I've never been there before, so I'm looking forward to the challenges. I know we all are, and um, I, it's going to take all all hands on deck to to win. And um, I think that's that's the effort that we had last night as well. And I, I think we can do it. We have to, you know, limit our mistakes, limit our turnovers, offensive rebounding, of course, has been a problem the last couple of games. But I think we'll get all that cleaned up and we'll be ready to go. What will it be like for uh, you guys? I know you get to face off against uh, Dayton tomorrow night, who's a team that won't have as much rest as well. But going to Dayton and immediately starting this uh, tournament for the final eight teams compared to teams that have uh, had maybe – a week or longer of rest compared to you guys? Yeah, I think it all just depends on how you look at it. I mean, you can look at it as, you know, we haven't had as much time to rest as the other teams, or you can look at it as we have a, a better rhythm going into the game because we have been playing, um, have a shorter time to rest. So I think we'll we'll be optimistic about the opportunity, and um, like I said, we'll be ready. No No excuses. And looking forward to this matchup again, Red Scare tomorrow night. And if you guys make it to the next one, you'll be playing on Saturday. Are you guys in Dayton right now or heading there today? We're heading there uh, today. I don't think we'll we'll do I don't think we'll do anything uh, physical basketball wise on the court, but we'll probably have some meetings and go over personnel and uh, have a great shoot around tomorrow. All right, Kevin. Thanks for the time, and hope we talk uh, soon with a victory. Okay, thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, thank you again for coming on. Now that's twice Kevin Jones of Best Virginia. Uh, they're on to the tournament quarterfinals as uh, they win the West Virginia region. Uh, that's a pretty uh, pretty great shot he made last night. And if you know when you heard the call, it, it looked like it was going to be a turnover, but he's able to get back possession of the ball and uh, they're able to score on that Elam ending slingshot. You know, when you asked me if I didn't have a question, at first in my head I didn't, and right as he was signing off, I did. Oh, what was your question? Completely forgot because it happened right after we interviewed him the first time last week. Oh! He is now a member or the newest inductee to the WVU Hall of Fame class this year, and it had just been mm. announced the day after on a Saturday yeah. once we interviewed him Friday and completely forgot again today. So hopefully they do win. And it so played in, it was in the soundbite. I know. That's it was in the our sound fault bite. to our viewers and listeners that we forgot to ask him that a, well, didn't forget to ask him the first time because it hadn't happened yet, but forgot to ask him today. So now they're going to have to get the million dollars so we can have him on a third time and make sure to ask him. Yeah. Maybe well, we got to like write it on our foreheads or something. Well, it might be a delayed third time. That is true because we have no show at all next week. Yeah. Maybe we could record a podcast some morning. We could. If we have the time. I mean, it would be on our own, but uh, it'd be cool to have them on if they yeah. do, in fact, win the million dollars. Uh, but, you know, I wasn't here yesterday. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of hate, obviously, 
but I think heard that showed some fight in the end of that game against Best Virginia. Yeah, Hats off it. to Best Virginia for, you know, getting that lead. And, you know, some leads are just, you know, not able to be given up. And that was one of I them. I don't think you get hate for that statement. I think that's. Well, it's because I'm, ta- I'm a homer. I'm talking about Marshall team. Uh, yeah, Which but I, I don't do. think you're like. It's free country, Spencer. I don't Own think it. you're saying that, like, they deserve whatever you're saying. No, like, yeah, I you're played not, a good game. You're not that's saying not that, the, like, they should I just have think, won. I just like I told, I'm pretty sure on Tuesday that I said I gave you the number of six, seven or taller people yeah on each team and best virginia had six and heard that only had three but heard that you know still led in rebounds yeah i mean you led in rebounds but i'm saying when you got guys like that that are physical guys Mm -hmm. and you know no offense to people on heard that but you know it just seems like maybe they were tired they were kind of playing the same rotation of guys and there's a few more guys on that i never got in i was so disappointed everybody wanted to see odd elmore you could hear the entire Coliseum slash convention center, whatever you want to call it there in Charleston, at the end of the game chanting, we want Ott, we want Ott, and it never happened. He only played, I think, like five and a half minutes combined. He never played in the second game, so he must have only played in that first one and which heard that one. Yeah, I mean, I I tweeted at him the other night, uh, which, yeah, I didn't bring it up with Kevin Jones. It's not something that needed to be brought up, but, uh, you know, the fans there – uh, maybe got into it a little too much. Maybe had a you know a few too many alcoholic beverages. Some things were said. The Elmore family was forced to leave the game because they were, felt like they were harassed. You never want to see that, uh, but it's just kind of a few bad eggs in a fan base. Uh, but I did jokingly tweet at Ot Elmore the other night. I said uh, he said he tweeted something like you know thankful for to be able to participate in something like the TBT every year. And uh, where is it? Let me try and find. Oh yeah, so. Let me pull it up while we're waiting here. He said, thankful for the tournament. For one week every year, I get to turn back into a kid and play basketball. We'll cherish these memories forever. And I uh, found a GIF, GIF, whatever you want to call it, of uh, Dirk, something uh, from the Dallas Mavericks game. with Dirk Nowitzki? Dirk Nowitzki. It's not Dirk Nowitzki. It's fans. Oh. It's fans, and they say one more year. Because he said he was going to retire from the TBT after this year. But he's such a media icon in the TBT. So but I said one more year. I made the point yesterday. I know you weren't He did here. like the tweet. So I know you weren't here, but I made the point yesterday. If he's not playing, make him a coach so you can put a guy on the bench or bring a guy that will be considered a player that could contribute to the team. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I mean, he's going to be a lawyer, so he probably won't have as much time to work out. Because he'll be hitting the that's books as a lawyer. Put him as a coach. He still will be there. I mean, I would presume that. that's what's that's what's ha- going to happen. Yeah. We'll be coaching him up on the sideline. Well, you know, what he was already bar, doing this you know? year anyway, yeah. since he mm-hmm. sat the bench the entire game. But uh, you know, looking forward to that Red Scare versus Best Virginia tomorrow night. It's going to be a uh, ruckus atmosphere for Best Virginia being at the University of Dayton Arena. Uh, it'll be on ESPN proper though, which is which is very good that they're getting these. Uh, final round games or the you know the the final set of games yeah, fans don't have to you know go to espn3 and sign in and be like that was oh, a hassle. we can't do it. It, it it was yeah we'll leave it at just a hassle a hassle uh but again the tournament tomorrow night continues with the quarterfinals as best virginia will take on red scare believe that is set for 9 p.m yep. which probably ESPN. means it'll be later because basketball games sometimes take longer yeah uh, but uh, thanks to Kevin. Even though these games KJ, are KJ, Kevin Jones for coming along. Yeah. You know? 
Elam ending. Elam ending okay, baby. so that was that was my one gripe was uh it was inevitable that heard that was going to lose the ball game. Yes. It was gonna take a miracle of there being like a top on the like a like a cover on top of Best Virginia's basket. Which it seemed like there was At for the a end. long amount of time. <laughs> but the game just I feel like the game would have already been over minute probably ten minutes after the game ended. Or before the game ended. It just seemed like the Elam ending when it's a close game or when a team's making a comeback, when a team's able to make a comeback in an Elam ending, that it's going to last longer than a normal game would. Yeah, yeah, the one thing that I was worried about going into last night's game, back to the uh, TBT and Best Virginia, was even though I know you probably won't consider it a blowout, I'm still going to call that game a blowout against Heard That, even though it was only a 10.1. And the other one being a 30-point win against Virginia Dream. In both of those games, it seemed like the Elam ending took forever to get to for West Virginia and that they didn't really have a closer. Yeah, and I would say that. in last night's game, they went on the 6-0 run. And after that, they couldn't find a closer until Jones finally made the game-winning shot to send him to this uh, quarterfinal now in Dayton. But that took what seemed like forever and almost allowed uh, the Buccaneers to come back because they went on a 7-0 run, took the lead, and it seemed like it was going to be their game and that best Virginia was going to choke. But right in the end, uh, Jones was able to come up clutch. I'm looking at the stats, which would only be determined the amount of games that you've been in. John Elmore, 17 assists in just two ball games, averaged 8.5 per game. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, 11 of them came in that best Virginia game. Yeah, that one really double. nice behind the back. Yo, that was that crazy. Was, yeah, did you see that? That was beautiful. That was nice. That was that was some really He's not good normally known as a passer, really, is he? He's more of a shooter? In college he was, yes, yeah. but that's because he was the guy. Yeah, sure. He was the guy that Marshall had then, but I, he was he was a pretty good passer, too, when he had off nights. That was the thing, is you could tell a guy, like he like it, when it came to later in the ballgame, if he knew he was off, then he would start passing it. Yeah. That's what a leader does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he did that for the thundering herd there at Marshall. Uh, but uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll take get into the final segment, talk a little uh, NFL training camp, uh, maybe a little into Dan Snyder as uh, that unfortunately – don't have a lot to go on for that, but uh, we'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes to wrap things up. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your July 28, 2022. Brought to you in part by the Marys Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuis, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, happy to have you with us. Avery's second to last show uh, tomorrow will be his last show filling in for Colin. Colin's going to Cincinnati for a uh, long weekend and they're going to do some pretty fun stuff. What is it exactly you are doing? Uh, going to two Orioles games. So tomorrow and Reds, Cincinnati Saturday Reds against Orioles. the Cincinnati Reds. So those should be uh, 
fun ones and then going around to uh, different uh, bourbon distilleries. There so, you go. Since it's fun. right there on the uh, Kentucky border. And I think uh, we might also be going to a Sam Adams brewery. That nice. is uh, near right. the stadium. All right. That, that should be a, a fun three-day so, weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward with your to dad. Yeah, Cool. So. Very cool. Uh, but let's get into uh, some NFL stuff here. Dan Snyder uh, was voluntarily um, testifying before the Congress House Oversight Committee, uh, but it wasn't live broadcast like the previous one with Roger Goodell was. Kind of interesting there. Yeah, and, and they it's said they virtual may, as well, just yeah. like uh, Goodell. Virtual so. and in private, according to a spokesperson from the U.S. House Committee on Oversight. Which is very disappointing because we were looking forward to being able to listen to it and to see or i guess hear what his answers were to uh the questions and how congress would approach the entire interview because what we saw with uh goodell was it seemed like the democrats were the uh ones that were going after goodell and really trying to harp on the work culture of washington and on the other side with the Republicans, they just decided to ask him whatever they wanted, uh, including the funny uh, question as to why uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports was uh, banned from right. NFL games. Well, we've got somewhat of an update. This is from Matthew Brass, a commander's beat reporter for the Washington Times. He tweets at 12.34 p.m. Small update. Dan Snyder deposition is still going, a source said. With an 8 a.m. start time, that's at least four hours so far wow. today. Awesome. Um, that's the latest update we have on that, but that is, that's pretty interesting here. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the only update yeah. we get from this. I mean, you got to wonder if this private and virtual deposition is going to allow him to not you know have to hide behind NDAs or anything like that and just fully get anything that he wants to say out there. Or if he's not really going to give actually any real information, and we'll just kind of you know ramble on about stuff. I think that's what stuff. he was going to do either way. If yeah, it I was mean, broadcaster. If it is only going to be, I guess, if the uh, public will get transcripts or not. Well, the committee can release them. The House right. committee has the authority to release the transcripts. It's just kind of a you know depends on whether they're going to do it or not. And I, yeah, I'm really hoping that Snyder can kind of come clean and like be honest about his part in the workplace culture but that's certainly no guarantee and given the fact that you know the guy's been constantly evading he evaded the subpoena from the house for you know a month or however long it was he was he evaded in Europe. the initial invite yeah the initial invite you're right he was on his yacht somewhere in france you know for however long like you send an update in italy now right Spencer? Yeah, somewhere uh, in Europe. Yeah, so <laughs> this is as a four out the Elba, Elba, excuse me, Elba Island. Where but, is that? Uh, off the coast of, I, I don't know, Italy. Mm, Elba okay. Island, Italy. Uh, Dan's first jet landed July 19th in Israel. The second jet landed in Israel July 25th. My, this is from that Twitter account at Dan Snyder's Yacht, the Yacht Tracker. My guess is the lawyer flew out on Jet 2. And we'll do a Zoom deposition under. Yeah. So, do you think he's like he's doing this deposition on his yacht right now? Yes, a hundred percent. He has Wi-Fi, of course. Oh, he's a b b billionaire, bajillionaire. He's got Wi-Fi on that mega yacht, or his jet, perhaps the one that just landed in Israel. I don't know. That was July twenty fifth. Oh, yes. 
Uh, I mean, that's three days ago. Yeah, but we do have an update from Commander's training camp as a lot of people boots on the ground there, the beat reporters and a few fans as they've allowed in a lottery system to get in there. We'll not get into that exactly because there's not a lot there. Uh, as we speak, it's not, all a that picture, <laughs> not a lot of fans. You showed us that picture. There apparently, Dave, yeah, that picture was a little dispiriting. But we know. get an update about an hour ago in Ron Rivera's press conference, and uh, Antonio Gandy Golden, who they drafted out of Liberty, yep, yes, a few years back as a wide receiver. He then got, I believe, he got cut. Was on the practice squad this year. Comes back to the team as a tight end, making the switch pretty well. He's retiring from football wants to go back to school and continue his education uh ron was surprised because he felt like agg was handling his tight end switch quite well but ron appreciates who gandy golden is and supports his choice that's per pete haley of nbc sports washington interesting there but that I also mean, from the outside looking in it makes since sense. he switched to tight end you'd think that he'd be competing for a starting spot with logan thomas on the logan pup thomas list on the right pup now list, who would be your back. leading tight end guy you don't know when he's coming back though but Is maybe Seals in Jones gandy golden's head yeah. he wasn't going to start and he didn't want to possibly be cut again so he's just going to retire and go back to school which good for him best of wishes but now we'll have to wait and see what happens if it's Sammy Reyes or if it's uh, who Avery just said. Well, so they've got John Bates, Samus Reyes, Armani Rogers, Cole Turner, the rookie they drafted, and then Curtis Hodges are the current active players on the rosters. That's tight ends. And then again, on the physically unable to perform list is Logan Thomas, which was an expected move. And uh, I believe he's expected to be back uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting news. Did you uh, did you guys happen to see what the uh, teams now are wearing on their heads, on top of the helmets? The concussion little cushions. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think that's commonplace though. It's like new. It it's brand new. Is it? Really? Is it for training camp? Yeah, okay. I I could have sworn I've seen those before. The, Maybe in like college. The padded, college, I think yeah. had them. Maybe it's the they, first they, time they, for the NFL because right. I've seen them a couple times with WVU. Yeah. Because I've seen, so. I yeah, I can, I swear I've seen those before. Like the the padded, you know, concussion shield things makes they it look like a turtle stretch shell. on stuff. Yeah, but I do believe what I've seen. Yeah, so it's called the Guardian Cap. Here, CBS Boston has a great story on it. Uh, but it will be mandatory for the start of training camp with mandate turning into a recommendation after the second preseason game. I don't know if that's for practice or that's for the preseason games as well. That would look a little weird for No, I don't think it would be for the games, right? I mean, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, right? I mean, it's a week away. Yeah. Yeah. Hall of Fame game is a week away. Yeah. Uh, Football season's back. Linebacker K.J. Wright retires retires as a Seattle Seahawk after 11 seasons. Kind of news there. I believe he was a free agent. Yeah, he played last year for the Raiders, I think. Uh, Bounced around for a couple years. But he was a prominent member on that uh, Seattle defense of the mid-2010s that really dominated, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, the Legion of Boom kind of in that. Not necessarily a safety position there, but obviously part of that backfield of the defense yeah bobby wagner was on that team as well lots of good linebackers so yeah he'll be 
enjoying retirement most likely yeah uh we've got some live golf news yesterday evening around 8 30 bubba watson reportedly is headed to the live golf tournament or give live golf uh association i guess expected to debut at the boston based event later this summer it makes another pga guy leaving on the heels of live golf announcing its expansion to 14 tournaments with 405 million dollars in total purses in 2023 on top of the salary they're being paid to yeah, be in this tournament. I, I saw that story uh, that you just mentioned break yesterday before the show, but I wanted to hold it off to get your input on it because I know you are the uh, main guy that likes talking about it here. And honestly, how can the PGA compete now with Live Golf? It I seems don't know. Like. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> they have the capability to just throw all this money. But at where is this money coming from? Well, it's, Saudi money, it's man. coming from Saudi, yeah. Saudi dudes, I don't really know, it's but it, it's you know, yeah, but no, the PGA is an established you know entity. I, I don't think they're just going to quietly go away. They they've been fighting this the entire way, you know, and yeah, no, I I don't think they're they're just going to you know disappear because Live Golf has money, you know, the PGA has money too. They're still I mean prominent maybe not disappear, them, but. but next thing i mean a tv contract maybe for live and yeah they don't have I mean, one that's gotta that's, be the that's next that thing. next step. yeah they get that and i think live passes pga ah that's are we gonna a, talk about julio jones move. to the bucks at all did we, we talk about that? that tomorrow okay i don't think we got time for that we've got that's about fine. 35 yeah. seconds left Colin, your parting words to avery newport gonna miss you man you've been a hard worker here uh you never said no to anything and hope you best on your career even though you're uh going to maryland you, you know, set the West standard Virginia, for wr interns yeah you wow. have been a great intern a great co-worker as well and uh you deserve the best man all Thank right well, that'll do Appreciate it that. for this edition of the sports mix avery back tomorrow nick as well calling on vacation uh thanks to trip tobin berkeley post 14 owners manager kevin jones best virginia for avery calling i'm spencer saying so long we'll talk to you tomorrow hey.